Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. And today's edition of the SIP Stack uh, on Substack, read by me, author Ryan Cipriani, is titled Networking Events as an Introverted Writer and Rest, the Antidote to Toxic Hustle. I know yesterday I promised I would return with a culture section today, but I clearly have a lot to say on the, this week's topics, so you'll have to bear with me. It's another two-article day on the Substack. After all, I want this to be a quick read so you can jump in, get some writing tips, uh, some ideas, or some lifestyle strategies, and then move on with your day. You're all busy writers, and readers, and poets, and dreamers, and I respect your time. So let's get into it. Article 1. Being an Introverted Bulldozer how to push through networking events and rejections. We're going to start today with some hard truths, introverts. The fact is, if you intend on seeking commercial success with your writing, it will require you to put yourself out into the path of rejection. Uh, further, it will require you to reach out in situations you may not feel entirely comfortable in. Approaching agents very directly, attending network events or conventions, etc. So how do you overcome this and put yourself out there? The first and most difficult answer is to be a bulldozer, to push through and temporarily set aside your fears and discomfort and just bash your way forward despite your own nature. I want to be clear. This feels uncomfortable and it's draining. It's also effective. Let me share two strategies I employ when I need to use the bulldozer technique. These come from years of working in corporate sales and chasing commercial success as a writer. And at least in the corporate world, they have gotten me results, even as an introvert. First, rejection. There is actually a science behind dissociating rejection with downtime. Most people tend to pull back from an activity, at least temporarily, after a rejection to give themselves a moment to assess what went wrong and find a new path forward. Now, this is great, but try the opposite. The next time you get a rejection letter, immediately send out two or three more submissions. Don't wait, don't think. Just research two more agents or two more publications for your work and immediately send a submission. I've done this in my sales position. It accomplishes two things. First, it creates a volume of submissions, which increases your chances of being picked up. And second, it begins to condition your mind to associate rejection with action. Number two, networking. A great way to make new connections that lead to publication is through networking events and conventions, but these are incredibly taxing for an introvert. I have to regularly work these kinds of events for my job, and I get stage fright for days before each one. You must be social for you to get value out of putting yourself out there at a networking event. However, you can also take appropriate mitigation methods afterward. I, for example, schedule myself off work for a day or two after a networking event uh, so I can kind of turtle up and recharge. If you think you would find value in attending a convention to grow your work, make sure you schedule yourself appropriate downtime afterward. With both of these techniques, be sure to pay attention to your own signals and your own mood. There is a big difference between pushing beyond your comfort zone and being truly uncomfortable. In weightlifting, a common piece of advice is, if it burns, that's okay, but if it hurts, stop. Now, this is kind of opaque and misleading, but let me see if I can just break it down for a final message. Just because a situation is uncomfortable does not mean it is bad. It could be a growth opportunity. If it's legitimately painful, listen to yourself and stop. We're going to go slow, introverts, and that's okay. Tomorrow we'll be discussing uh, overcoming rejection by managing your goals. Article 2. 
rest, getting out of the current of hustle culture. Perhaps the single most insidious thing about hustle culture is the mentality that one must be always on. You're always networking, you're always creating, you're always grinding, always, always, always. It's gross. I want to make a few things clear. One, I value strategically hard work, putting in the time and effort where and when it counts. Second, there are times that require extra effort and you really have to push the boulder uphill. It's part of chasing any goal. Now, all that said, I fundamentally reject the idea that success is only accomplished if you are always on. It's actually not healthy. Our bodies and minds require rest in order to function at peak performance. That means if you're in a state of always, then something you are never getting is the necessary rest to allow your physical and mental being to recover. Even extroverts require rest and downtime. Now, writers especially face a lot of pressure to write every day, and I actually do advocate for this. But I think there's a significant difference between when I or what I am writing on an active day versus a rest day. I've actually introduced ideas in the past on taking an active rest day as a writer, including writing prompts for short, light projects. However you approach rest, make sure you are getting rest. Make sure you put your hand up to hustle culture and say, stop. And further, make sure you schedule this time. Don't just do it when it feels convenient. Otherwise, you'll stay swept up in the whitewater stream of content creation. Set aside time to recuperate. For example, I do absolutely nothing on social media on the weekends. Complete shutdown. I don't need to be sending out posts or videos, nothing. All of that can wait. On Monday nights, I significantly scale back the writing that I do. My daily par is around 2,000 words, and on the weekends, I'll occasionally double it. But on Monday nights, I drop to, drop it to two to 500 and usually spend that allotment on outlining rather than a manuscript. At least once a week. I set a time aside time specifically to watch a movie, as in no other distractions, lights off, phone away, really enjoy the film kind of experience. And I give myself an hour or two every weekend for some video games. Once a month, I take a day off of everything and literally sit in bed and eat Cocoa Krispies and watch cartoons. This is not a joke. It is part of my rest process. Tomorrow, we're going to uh, get into redefining hustle culture and discuss some strategies you can use to give the illusion of being always on. And that's all for today, everyone. Like I said, let's keep it light and quick this week. Be like the dancers with feathery football and agile leaps. I'm sitting here actively debating whether or not to leave that awful analogy in. I think I'm going to stick with it. That's my authentic brain pattern at work. I'm also going to get some more coffee, though, because my authentic brain pattern evidently did not wake up fully. Have a great day.